Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Live Smart podcast with me, Naomi Smart, where I share my learnings in my pursuit to living a more energized, fulfilled and connected life. Since embarking on a more spiritual journey, which firstly led me to Bali, I have discovered and opened up a whole new side of myself that had long been suppressed, meeting some inspiring and influential people along the way. Whether chatting solo or with a special guest, expect conversations on all approaches to live smart, from manifestation and mindfulness to finding a little bit of magic and sparkle in the everyday. I so look forward to seeing you around here to learn with me on this journey. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to remind you when a new episode comes out. Every week I'll be answering your questions, so if you'd like to submit one to me, either leave a review on Apple if that's where you listen, or head to the link in the notes of the podcast. I am so happy to finally be recording my first ever episode for my podcast. And the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because for the past two or three years, I have been on a huge adventure full of expansion and growth. And I feel like I have learned so much about myself and the world. And a podcast feels like the perfect place to be sharing my journey with all of you. I'll be uploading a podcast every week. And sometimes it will just be me chatting away on my own. And other times I'll have a guest with me. So... These topics are going to be a whole variety of interests that I have, passions, things that I have learned over the years, um, from how to journal to how to visualize and manifest. And I'm really excited to finally have this platform to speak about these things that really light me up inside and hopefully we can embark on this journey together. So today I wanted to chat about how to surrender and really go with the flow This is something that I have been conscious of for the past 12 months, I would say. And it was actually my word for the year last year. It was just to surrender. And I actually had to discover what that even meant myself. I was like, I know that I need to let go. I know that I need to go with the flow more. And I want to learn more about what it means to surrender. And I feel like I really set that intention and and manifested that in a way and it has just surprised me and fascinated me how much has actually been flowing my way since I have been able to to do exactly that and surrender. So for me the past year I have had what I like to call a gap year in my 30s and I never took a gap year when I was younger before university. And I've always had an interest in travel, but it never felt like the right time. And I felt like throughout my 20s, as fun and exciting as as that period of my life was, and, you know, I had huge success and, and things were brilliant in so many ways, I felt like my life was getting really messy, like surprisingly messy for your 20s. 
And it was things like with work, I just kept getting deeper and deeper into certain things that felt like they weren't serving me, um, even things in relationships. And just generally, there were things in my life that felt unnecessarily messy and difficult. And so essentially, that's why I realized, okay, I need to learn to go more with the flow here. And if I go back to Christmas 2021, I was in a really bad place, as in like a pretty dark place. I was feeling a lot. And I remember spending Christmas Day with all of my family and essentially breaking down. And it was interesting because from the outside, it would look like I had everything, you know, I I had a great career. I had actually just bought a house. So on paper, it looked like things were great couldn't be better, no reason to be sad or or down. But emotionally and mentally, I was in the worst place that I had ever been. And that was really the catalyst for me to realize that I needed to do something. I needed to change something in my life because change only comes from change. And often we are so resistant to changing things in our life, not even consciously. I think just life can get the better of us and things end up being really complicated, Uh, things become difficult and it's like we can often put ourselves in a prison that it becomes really hard to break free from and actually find any freedom or flexibility and I feel like this happens gradually over time, you know, it's not something that we consciously do on purpose, it just can sometimes end up that way and so it was Christmas and I had this wow, a breakdown (laughs) with my family. And I think for the first time they realized, okay, yeah, something needs to change here. And I felt this calling to go to Bali. And I'd been a few times before, I knew that I loved Bali, but something inside me was just telling me that that's where I needed to go. And I had never been there on my own before. I kept seeing it and hearing about it. It was almost like messages were coming my way. And that's when I had to really surrender. And I had to go with the flow. And I felt like life isn't how I expected it to feel right now. And there's something in me telling me that I need to grab this and actually do something about it. And so I decided in April of last year to go to Bali on my own. And I had one friend living out there actually, and that made it a lot easier just having one person that I knew already lived there and had gone through a very similar experience to me actually. So that was almost like my security blanket, I guess. Like I wasn't going out completely alone. Um, I, I felt like I had one person that had my back who really understood out there. And I got on this plane for four weeks. That was the plan. I was like four weeks in Bali. And I remember sat there on my way up in the sky and just feeling like, what am I doing? Is this right? I suddenly had all of these doubts and I thought, how how am I just taking four weeks off? This is crazy. Like, what am I thinking? What's going to happen out there? And I can honestly say it was one of the best things I have ever done. As soon as I landed, I knew that it was the right decision. Any anxieties that I had, any worries, any concerns, almost just left. And I just knew that this was exactly where I was meant to be. But that can take 
a lot of strength to actually surrender to that calling that we often have inside. And I think the biggest thing really that it comes down to is trusting yourself, trusting that everything you need is already inside. And that's one of my biggest learnings really from the past 12 months is to actually trust myself. Like I do know what I'm doing. I do have a gut feeling. I do have an intuition that all of us have. But sometimes when life gets so complicated, we lose touch with ourselves and we end up forgetting who we are and we end up actually not trusting ourselves. And it's a very slippery slope. And I just think in that moment of arriving into Bali, I realized that for the first time in a long time, I was trusting myself and it felt right. It was empowering. I was like, wow, I actually listened to this calling within me and here I am. I suppose to cut a long story short about, you know, my time in Bali, things just flowed to me and it felt euphoric. I was honestly on cloud nine. I met my tribe very quickly, like as in within an hour of landing, I met new people and I actually ended up spending the next couple of weeks with them. And it was just the most beautiful experience. And my intention while I was there was to really focus on myself and to nurture myself, which sounds so selfish, but actually in hindsight, it's one of the most selfless things that I have done because I feel like as a result of really nurturing myself, I've been able to show up in a whole other level to others around me. It's like this ripple effect. So for me, my gap year at 30 years old was probably the best thing that I ever did. And uh, four weeks, as I'm sure many of you know, or can imagine from what I'm saying, because I've already said it was gap year, four weeks turned into a year. And so it's, it's 12 months on now. And I'm now living in a different country. Like, <laughs> I'm not in London anymore and I'm not in Bali. I'm now in Ireland. And it's incredible where life takes you and flows you like a river almost when you just surrender and listen to your heart. And one of my intentions has been to actually feel more into my heart and out of my head because I think our heads can often guide us in a very complicated path and to actually have that ability to feel more into your heart and feel your your gut instinct and your intuition beautiful things can come from that and and that's one of my biggest learnings I think from from the past 12 months I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I am also aware that taking a gap year at 30 is probably the most unrelatable things ever. Like, who can do that? I certainly didn't think I could do that. And I had a somewhat flexible life and my my career did allow a, a degree of freedom. I still very much felt like my life was grounded in London, a place that I had spent for the previous 10 years. And the idea of taking four weeks off for myself was the scariest thing I think I've done because it just felt like I was hitting pause and I thought things would completely unravel and you know, who who can do that? Who has time for that? Especially if you have a family or a job that ties you to a specific place. So I suppose this whole idea of learning to surrender, it doesn't necessarily mean surrendering to going traveling for a year or taking a year off work. Like if you can do that, and if that's your calling, amazing, like find a way to do it. But for you, surrendering might mean surrendering to love because love is one of the most terrifying things that we can do especially if you've gone through heartbreak learning to love but actually learning to be loved again takes a lot of surrendering and so I think it is a real conscious decision because often our fears will get in the way and I remember this moment when I was in Bali And my friend, who was actually the one that was already living out there, who had enticed me to spend this this time out there with her, she was hosting a yoga class. And at the beginning, she said, the intention for this class is to choose love, not fear. And that has stuck with me ever since. So that class was about a year ago. And still, I come back to that intention, to choose love, not fear. And the love doesn't even need to necessarily be in a romantic sense. This can be love for yourself. And love for yourself means choosing a path that actually serves you. So if you start making decisions based on love and not fear, I think we'll all start to see the incredible impact that comes from that. I really do feel like the world would be a better place if we started choosing love and not fear because fear essentially holds us back. If we live in fear, we're not going to be moving forward. We're not going to be seeing change in our lives. If anything, actually choosing fear, things are going to start going downhill pretty rapidly. And I think it can affect our love lives. It can affect the relationships and connections we have with friends and family and work as well. So... Maybe that could be an intention that you start to um, to feel into. Choose love, not fear. And I, I so appreciate my friend for sharing that with us on that day in Bali a year ago. I think as soon as you do start to choose love and to surrender and to actually feel into what's right for you, you start gaining a new perspective of what really matters in life. And of course, like we need the, the day-to-day mundane things that, you know, life is about, unfortunately. Living a day-to-day life where we're so consumed by decisions and, you know, what we're going to wear, where we're going to go, all of this, and just general life admin that can consume our whole entire lives, we can lose touch with what really matters. 
and we can lose touch with who we really are. And this may sound a little cliche, you know, it's like, oh, okay, take a gap year to find out who you are and find yourself. There's something in it. I'm going to say there's something in it, you know, you're actually coming back to who you are at your core. Often all of these distractions I find around us, like the life admin, you know, it can distract us from who we really are inside. And I think sometimes actually coming back to yourself, whether that's through meditation or whatever feels right for you, you realize that so much has actually been imprinted onto you and has been influenced onto you from other people. And, you know, that could be family, that could be your upbringing, that could be certain values of your family. And sometimes when we take a moment to actually consider, well, are they my values? And is that how I want to live? And is this the lifestyle that is serving me? And is this really who I am? We start reevaluating things. And I have found, and you know, this is something that I very much have been doing for the past year. I have found that things can get more difficult at first. It's like, they'll, you'll have this like calm before the storm. And the storm is when you're really making change. And it can feel like you're swimming uphill sometimes, which is ironic because that goes against surrendering and going with the flow. But often I do think we need to take action and that can feel incredibly uncomfortable. But then when we find ourselves on the right path, things will start to flow and you'll feel like you're in the right lane and you're exactly where you're meant to be. I definitely feel like there has been a massive shift over the past couple of years, which is understandable because, you know, everything that has happened in the world over the past three years has been hugely impacting, but it it feels like there is a shift happening. You know, lots of people that I'm speaking to are feeling like they have this deep desire to make change in their life, like something needs to change, certain setups at work may not be feeling right anymore and you know maybe certain relationships aren't aren't serving you anymore and I think part of surrendering is actually accepting that what may have worked for you last year or five years ago or ten years ago may not work for you now and that is completely okay we are fluid beings and I think to feel like you have to stay set in a certain lane forever is like the prison that we put ourselves into. So it's completely okay to feel the shift that is happening right now of like, oh, certain decisions that I made just aren't working. And it does take a huge amount of surrender to accept that and to actually then make change. And uh, it's quite interesting, certain lifestyle choices that we may have made can end up being quite evident even physically that they're not working for us but we still are so resistant to change it's like no these are the decisions that I made and I must stick to them even though it is so obvious mentally emotionally spiritually and physically that it's causing a lot of pain and hurt in our bodies and I have an example of this actually that um, I suppose was a bit of a wake-up call for me when I was in London and I love London, so don't, don't get me wrong here. I lived in London for 10 years and I've got an incredible network there and genuinely loved, loved my time there. But it was quite interesting. When I went to Bali, I realised there was something in me that completely relaxed and there was this sense of calm that I hadn't felt for as long as I could remember, which is actually quite scary because it made me 
gain this new perspective and look back in hindsight, I was like, well, how was I feeling in London for all of these years? And I recognized that there was this underlying anxiety and energy that was just constantly up. Like, I feel like I had this vibration of just stress, but I hadn't even recognized it because I was so resistant to accepting that something needed to change. And that manifested itself. You're probably not going to expect what I'm going to say now, but that manifested itself in my nails and my hands. So basically, when I was in London, I was so stressed all the time that I was like picking my nails. And then in Bali, I realized after three weeks, four weeks, that my nails had completely cleared up and there were no cuts, there was nothing. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Okay, that must have just been some kind of anxiety that I had that I hadn't even picked up on or acknowledged. And then I go back to London after two months. And within two or three days, I want to say, my nails were bleeding. Like literally, I had been picking them like crazy. That anxiety had just come straight back within maybe 24 hours. And that for me was a clear sign that actually the calm and peace that I had found could exist and that I could create that for myself and that I almost was worthy. I deserved peace and calm and it was completely okay to have that because there was something I think where I'd almost convinced myself that this, you know, stress or anxiety, that kind of energy just came with my life. Like I just needed to accept, oh, okay, my life is just stressful. That's fine. But actually I think that time, that break that I took when I hit pause was a realization that it didn't need to be that way. And things still could flow my way with the peace and calm, if not more actually, because even though I'd set this intention that time in Bali, the first month was just for myself. And I actually said, mentally, and I think I wrote it down in my journal. This is not a time to meet anyone. This is not a time for love. This is a time purely for me. And then ironically, that's when love found me. (laughs) And it's interesting because so many people, friends and family had said to me, love will find you when you least expect it. And I was like, "Mm, okay, maybe, but Bali for me is like just for me. And then that's when my love found me. But I just found the nail nail thing so interesting I was like wow that was manifesting itself physically and then every time that I've gone back to Bali it's just completely cleared up no stress no anxiety and I I just find it fascinating that sometimes we ignore all of the signs even if they're physically there right in front of us that something needs to change and again it doesn't mean flying off to Bali for four weeks it could simply mean changing that relationship that actually deep down you know isn't working anymore but you're clinging on to it because it's what's expected of you it could be something in your career as well I mean there's a million and one things that that these things can show up in I would love to answer a couple of questions from my audience and this is like the Q&A section at the end of this podcast episode and I'm going to be doing this for every episode and I was thinking you know what could I call this Q&A section and what came to me quite naturally was if I were you because often when I'm responding to people's questions whether that's you know on other platforms 
I'll start by saying, well, if I were you, because this is coming from personal experience, right? And I think it's really important that I don't paint myself here as an expert. I am very much on my own journey and I am learning as I go every single day. And I feel like a real key or secret to living a great life is to always be the student and be a sponge and learn and absorb as much as you can. So for me, this section is about if I were you. Here's what I would do if I were you in your shoes. And so I received some really, really lovely, interesting questions. And I've picked a couple that I think really relate to this topic of learning to surrender and go with the flow. So the first question is, how can you balance working hard and surrender at the same time? And I completely feel you. This is something that I have been figuring out as well myself. So if I were you... It's about actually learning what feels right for us deep down, but then actually taking action. Because I think the surrender comes in actually feeling into our gut and feeling into our heart. But then if we're not going to do anything about it, that's kind of pointless. So even though surrender may seem like, oh, sit back and relax, surrender actually takes a lot of action and it takes a lot of strength too because often this is when we we feel like we're flowing upstream because we're going against what's expected of us. So really, it's about feeling into the path that we want to lead. And then this is when intention comes into it and manifestation and awareness. And all of this takes a lot of action. And there, you would have heard this so many times. There's the saying that what's meant for you won't pass you by. Now, I believe this to a certain degree. I do feel like the universe has our back and we're not alone and we have our guides and the the messages and the signs are all there for us to help us and guide us. But actually, I believe if we're not going to take action and if we're not going to do that work ourselves, it will pass us by. I think the universe throws us so many opportunities once we manifest and set our intentions But then it's actually down to us. The ball is in our court to grab that opportunity and actually make change and do something about it and to listen and to start moving in that direction. So in answer to your question, it's like, how do you balance working hard and surrender? I think it's about coming more from a wisdom and leaning in to to those opportunities and feeling into our heart and our gut intuition rather than that resistance the fear that's going to hold us back so sometimes surrendering takes a lot of action and takes a lot of strength to actually start moving forward and often in the opposite direction to to where we've been heading the final question that i really really love is how to know if it's your gut instinct or intuition or fear talking. And this is a real battle, I think. It's like, well, is this really a gut intuition, an instinct here that is wanting to guide me in the right direction? Or is this just a past trauma and a past fear that's coming up? And, you know, how do you know which one it is? Because they are, they have very different intentions. One will lead you down the right path. One will lead you very much down the wrong path. But they could feel like they're coming from the same place. So it's really hard to distinguish which one it is. And something that 
I personally have realized is that if it's a gut instinct, it will feel calm, it will feel right, it will feel like clarity and like it's just the right thing for you to do. And it's more like an inner wisdom. Whereas if it's a past fear or a trauma that's coming up, that's making you think you need to to do something about it, it will feel erratic. It will feel impulsive and it will feel like you're being pushed into a corner. And also it's often like a million and one reasons in your head, like, oh, you should do this because this, 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 and this, and this. And it's like, oh, my head feels like it's going to explode. Maybe I need to take action because everything in my head is telling me that I need to do this. Actually, I think sometimes when we're about to make a right choice for ourselves, we'll get that fear coming up, you know, that inner voice where it's like, you shouldn't do this because... And that is when you know that's just a fear speaking. That is not your inner voice that's coming from a good place. That is not your intuition speaking because your intuition will feel so clear and it will be this single voice and there will be often just one single reason and it's a calm it brings you peace when you think about it and that's how I personally distinguish between is this a past fear speaking or is this my gut speaking I do actually have time for one more question and I really liked this question because it actually relates to something that happened to me last weekend so The final question is, how to stop planning so much and enjoy the moment, even if it's imperfect? Now, my answer to this is, that's where the magic happens. Because often, if we create such a strict plan and, you know, everything is already organized, this is exactly what we're going to do and when, you don't allow yourself any fluidity or space for the spontaneous magic that can happen. And so last weekend, I did exactly that. I planned a whole Saturday and I booked certain things and, you know, everything was planned to a T. And then on the morning, we realized that the car that we were borrowing wasn't actually available at the exact time. And I could feel the, these kind of anxieties. Oh, like, oh no, I've, I've got this whole day planned. This is ruined. How are we going to do it? How do we get there? And, um, it's actually my partner's parents' car. And, and they said, well, no, look, you can use the car, but you're just going to need to drop us off here first. We've got the kids and blah, blah, blah. And it just basically adjusted our plans. We had a choice. Is this going to really affect how we feel? Or do we just surrender and go with the flow and change up our plans a little bit, push it back a little bit and adjust things? and allow space for fluidity. And you know what happened? We all piled into this car, like three kids in the back, all, you know, huddled up. We're dropping off one of them to rugby in the morning. We're all squeezed in with like gym bags over us and, you know, everything shoulder to shoulder. And we end up singing all the way to the rugby. And that was the magic in the day. It was completely unexpected. It was completely unplanned. The morning had started off thinking, oh no, all of our plans have been ruined. We can't go and do what we'd originally planned. But actually there was a way around it. 
And we actually ended up still being on time. And I think in those moments where you've you've got, you know, such a strict plan, and then if something is thrown your way that forces you to change something, you do have a choice in that moment. And it takes quite a lot to be able to, to take a breath and actually think, right, I have a choice. Is this going to really upset me and actually end up ruining the day? Or is this a time when I can choose to feel happiness and choose to feel freedom, even though something has been thrown my way that I hadn't anticipated at all? It's almost like you get to choose. Is this going to be a good day or is this going to be a bad day? And something that really actually helps me, and I do this quite often, you know, even if I'm just feeling any kind of like negative energy throughout the day, but especially if something has thrown my way that I hadn't space for, I just give myself affirmations. I tell myself affirmations in my head. And it could be, I am radiating happiness. I am attracting good energy into my day. I am full of love. And the more that you tell yourself these affirmations, even if it's just silently in your head, I actually think we we shift something in us and we start seeing things from a different perspective. So I would say, if you're a planner, because I am also a planner, so I feel you, have a rough plan, but allow space for fluidity and allow space for change. Because if something is thrown your way, you can just take a breath and be like, okay, well, I actually set the intention with this plan that there could be space for it to change anyway. So this is great. This is possibly where the magic's going to happen. Because honestly, that day last weekend, that Saturday, the thing that I remember the most is the car journey with all of the kids in the back, rugby bags everywhere, singing a song the whole way there. Complete chaos, but so much fun. And that was my favourite memory from the day, completely unplanned and could have been a stress, could have been, you know, an annoyance to the day, but actually was was pure magic. So if I were you, I would continue to make plans, but just allow space because we are fluid beings and nothing needs to be set in stone. So that was my final question. Thank you so much. I really loved those questions. Thank you so much for listening to my first ever episode on my podcast, Live Smart. It has been such a pleasure recording this and chatting away with you. Please do send in any questions for the future episodes and you can submit them by leaving a review if you're listening on Apple or if you're listening elsewhere, you can send your question in using the link in the show notes. Please do subscribe to this podcast so you get notified for the next one and I will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.